Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Wesson Walker Show on a Tuesday. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming. 704-570-9610. Hit that follow button on the socials, folks. We stay coming with the content. We hadn't cooked up anything today, though, but maybe I'll think of something before the show is over with. WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram. At WestBryan underscore 72. At HTB underscore Josh. At Walker Mail. And most importantly, at Wesson Walker on Twitter, we're over a thousand. Help us get to two thousand. Can you be the one that helps us get to two thousand? That is your duty uh, out there. But without further ado, let's get to the Kona, the campus Kona. All right, we talked about it before the break. The other Carolina, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Time to show them some love. They are getting it done. They've had two top ten wins in January, beating number six Kentucky. At number five, Tennessee, this season, they've entered three of its last four games as underdogs, including against Georgia, the game that they played on Saturday afternoon. They took care of the Bulldogs. They are 17-5 and five against the spread for you gambling guys out there. At 19 wins in February, it's the fourth biggest win improvement in USC basketball history. They have already won eight more games than last season. The record is an 11-game difference. They're now on their third five-game win streak of the season and first in SEC play since 2016-2017. They take on Ole Miss tonight, and they are led by Michi Johnson, who's leading the team and scoring at around 15 a game, B.J. Mack and Talon Cooper. What do we think about the South Carolina Gamecocks? Is this a team to be reckoned with, and is this a team that we could see deep into March. Oh, look, if they're going to beat Kentucky and Tennessee in two of their three games on then, the road at Tennessee at that, and then we have to consider them a real threat once they get to the NCAA tournament. Now, I don't know about title contender, but they are going to be a team that is going to be maybe a popular squad to say, hey, they battled in what is a tough SEC. They beat Kentucky. They beat Tennessee, as you mentioned, on the road. We'll see what they can do once they get to the SEC tournament. But that might be a popular squad that people around the country will pick to go to maybe a Final Four, but also maybe even just Sweet 16 for sure. What South Carolina do, is doing right now is really impressive. And so, yeah, they're they're absolutely deserving of all of the credit. 11-1 and one at home, too. Like, you just don't lose in Columbia, yeah, South Carolina deserves all the love. Yeah, they definitely do. Fitty, what do you think about the Gamecocks? How good is this team? Well, I mean, you know, you don't you don't go to Tennessee and hold them to 59 points by accident. You don't blow out Kentucky the way you did unless you're a quality team. Lamont Paris has done a really good job. He grew up in that Bo Ryan system, getting the right transfers into Columbia, making the most out of what he's been given to work with, and they're going to be a tough out because what does tra- what, what travels more in basketball than LeBron James? Defense. And no matter where they go, they're going to defend. So, they're, you know, this is not the most exciting brand of basketball to watch. It's their version of Virginia and the SEC, but it works for them. And it's fun seeing Gamecock fans excited about something uh, more than just football. Perfect segue because uh, don't look now, folks. 
But here they come. Sitting there. At number two in the ACC right now is none other than the Virginia Cavaliers. They dominated the Miami Hurricanes last night. The pack line is back. All right. They held the Kings to 29% shooting from the field, 10% from three. Miami shot two of 20 from three against the Cavaliers. Nine assists, six and 11 turnovers, excuse me. They forced on the Canes. Reese Beekman led the team in scoring with 16 points. And this is a team that you're not going to look up and down this roster and see NBA talent. You're not going to look up and down this roster and see a juggernaut of just great scorers. It's Reese Beekman, Jake Groves, and then a bunch of other guys that just make plays. Ryan Dunn's another guy. McNeely's been getting the job done for them. But what do we make about Virginia and this resurgence? This was a team that a lot of people counted out, including myself, with the start that they've had. But right now in this seven-game win streak, they're 13-0 at home. They look like Virginia's going to be a factor in the ACC yet again. It was a team I was high on and then completely jumped off of the ship because how can I not when you lose by 20 to Wisconsin, you lose by 20 to Memphis on the road, you lose by 20 to Notre Dame. If they lost, it was going to be a beatdown. In fact, let's go to every single one of their five losses that they have. Five losses ain't too many. But if you go to all of them, all of them are around 20 points. It's actually ridiculous. But here they are on, what, a seven-game winning streak now? They continue to just beat the teams they're supposed to. And then the close ones, like the last two, I think that's what really allows us to focus on Virginia. It's the fact that you get the win on the road against Clemson, which could have gone either way. And then you get the win big time, over 20 points, holding the Hurricanes to 38 points. My girlfriend asked me if that was real yesterday, if that was just a first-half marker. That was a real question she asked me. But no, Virginia held Miami to just 38 points throughout 40 minutes of basketball. Tony Bennett's too good of a coach to allow the bad culture to just set in and just ride this thing out for the rest of the season. And you lose by 20 a lot, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you get over it if you're playing for Tony Bennett, and then you find a way to get back to the NCAA tournament. And we've seen years where they've struggled before, but I just you got to give them the benefit of the doubt to figure it out, even if you lose some talented players. And that's what they're doing right now. At Florida State, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, at Virginia Tech, they don't have another ranked opponent. Part of that is because of the disrespect the ACC is coming their way, but they don't have another ranked opponent until North Carolina Mm -hmm. on February 24th. Like They could continue to rattle off win after win after win and be a team that the ACC banks on to make the big dance. Biddy, the Cavaliers are coming to see you guys February 24th. I know that's a long ways away, but they are two games out of first in the ACC. Are you worried a little bit about Tony Bennett and the Wahoos. I mean, you got to be when they're playing at the level that they're playing right now, and it's the only game that you have against them. So the tiebreaker could go their way, which is why there's pressure on Carolina to have a two-game lead between the two schools when they meet in February 24th. That game in Charlottesville, Carolina's only won there once or hasn't won there in a decade. And and so, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure there. I'm not ready to cement that they're the second-best team in the ACC. I still think Duke is the best is the second best yeah, team in the that. conference but it could be one and two when those two teams tangle and um needless to say i don't want to have to swear out tony bennett again on my television so <laughs> hopefully hopefully first place isn't on the line in that one well on january 6th north carolina held the clemson tigers to a season low 55 points in a 10-point win 
at Clemson. They're coming off a week where Harrison Ingram was named co-ACC player of the week following his performances against Georgia Tech and Duke. North Carolina's number seven in the country in defensive efficiency and number 21 in offensive efficiency. And they've held ACC opponents to a paltry 38.7% from the floor, 26.8% from three-point range. Why do I bring up all of these things? Because tonight Clemson is coming in to the Dean Dome. They're 23-136 and 136 all-time against North Carolina, including 1-60. and 60. In games played in Chapel Hill, including 1-29 at the Smith Center, their lone win came in 2020. They won 79-76 in overtime. Do we think that the Tigers are going to be able to come in there and put the heels on upset alert? It's the classic radio cliche analysis thing to do. After or before a big emotional game, you often will chalk up a loss because you're focused on something different. Perhaps they lose to Clemson, but I'm not going to chalk it up to North Carolina not being ready. I just think they play too hard. Two out of three. I just don't think they, it would be. I just don't, I think they play too hard for this to be some kind of letdown because of effort. Harrison Ingram ain't going to allow them to play without any effort. RJ Davis is not going to allow them to play without any effort. Even somebody like Trimble or Cadeau, who also plays real hard, that's not going to be the reason why. If you look at RJ Davis, The lowest point total that he's had since reaching conference play and really since the beginning of the season, the lowest point total he had, it was against Clemson. He only scored 14 points in that game. He was under 40% from the field, shot 5 of 13, 2 of 5 from three-point range, but still not a lot of volume. And Armando Baycott and RJ were both the leading scorers for that squad at 14 points a pop. I wonder if RJ has a bounce-back game against the Tigers to where, remember, 17 against Duke, but still you know, struggled at least in the first half. Do we get something big from RJ or does Clemson hold him to something below his average again and you have to rely on others to win that game again? I still think North Carolina wins, but I'm interested to watch RJ Davis tonight. Clemson is 3-4 and four in quad one games and is tied for third among ACC teams with three quad one wins. North Carolina and Duke each have four. Fitty, what is going to happen tonight with Clemson and the Tar Heels? I think what's happened most times when Clemson visits Chapel Hill, I think they play hard. I think they compete because they need a win like this to really solidify themselves as an NCAA tournament team. They've got the wins over Bama. They got the wins over South Carolina. They're really helping their their tournament standing. But when you look at the ACC's reputation, if you're below 500 in the conference, it's hard to envision a way to you make in the big dance. So you need a win like over Carolina to really solidify yourselves. I shall see it happening, man. Like like Carolina, they're they're hungry, um, and I think when you're the fifth oldest team, it's easier to celebrate the win over Duke, enjoy that win over Duke. But they were back on the court on Sunday, and on Sunday they were getting ready for Clemson, and they've got more talent. They're deeper, they're better. I think Carolina wins. Yeah, I agree with you guys too. I just think this team is focused. They went through the adversity of last year, and I think that they know now. You know, th- this is a team that they're going to be able to get through the adversity. So I think they're focused. I think they handle business. And lastly, I'm holding on, baby. But we jumped up into the 30s in Kempom, okay? The Deeks are still holding on. And they got a big one tonight at Georgia Tech. We know how dangerous the Yellow Jackets are. My buzz buzz could end up getting reversed on me tonight uh, if they're not able to go in there. But this one will put the Deeks at 7-4 and four in the ACC. They're 14 and seven overall. Georgia Tech leads the series 46 to 42. Uh, they've split the last four matchups, 
And Wake Forest has won the two most recent in January 22nd by 26 points. And in February of 2023 by a measly point. Wake's win in 2022 was their first inside of McCamish. How worried are we about the Deeks going on the road? Man, look, I'm going to have some faith in the Demon Deacons. I know that Georgia Tech has beaten Duke and Carolina on that floor. But, Lord, please, I'm, I'm holding on by a thread. Please go get a win on the road. Let's get the job done. I'm going with the Deeks tonight. Let's get it. They're 12-0 at home, but 1-5 on the road. Hopefully, yeah, they'll bad. be 2-5 and five once it's all over with. The good news for Wake Forest, as we talked about before, the schedule, it does bring tough competition, which is what you need, and you need to beat that tough competition in order to get to the NCAA tournament, which is clearly the goal. You have two more games against Duke, and that's before you even get to the month of March, and then, of course, the ACC tournament. That game on the road against Virginia, now that has some weight attached to it. So it's nice for you guys that the Cavaliers are continuing to win because you still have a game against the Cavaliers, and you already beat them by 20. So, big deal for Wake Forest. If you can sweep Virginia in the regular season, and then you can win one of those games against Duke you beat Georgia Tech tonight you beat NC State then we're talking about Wake Forest back on track but there's still a lot of work to do at least there is opportunity for Wake and you can't lose this one if you lose this one then yeah I I, I don't imagine you'll be in the top 30 of Ken Palm anymore. Fiddy are you going to come in here and uh, you know those um, outfits that beekeepers keep when they have a bunch of bees and they got to go out there and open up the box Beekeeper and suit. fly all over them yeah are you going to come in there with that tomorrow if the Deeks aren't able to get it done and do you think that they will? No I wouldn't do that to you well but I do want Georgia Tech to win just because I don't want to have to put a Wake Forest grad back in their place about them beating Georgia Tech, who beat North Carolina, but we beat Wake Forest by 21 points. So I do hope Georgia Tech gets another home upset uh, on their home floor. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.